I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Welcome back to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. It's great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson. Uh, we've been talking about Utah's unique place in the global economy, especially coming out of the pandemic and being uniquely positioned to lead out in so many different ways. And one of the areas uh, that a lot of people still don't quite understand what it is or what it means is the inland port. Uh, and what that could mean in terms of Utah really being a crossroads to the world in so many ways. And uh, we're pleased to have Jill Flieger joining us. She is the chief operating officer at Utah Inland Port Authority. And uh, there was a great announcement coming out today. Uh, and uh, Jill, thanks for joining us. And tell us about this deal with the Port of Oakland. Thank you, Boyd. And it's a pleasure to be with you today. We are really excited about the announcement with the Port of Oakland. Um, it is one of 16 agreements that the Port Authority has signed over the last year or so with a variety of entities. Um, we have signed agreements with Rocky Mountain Power, Dominion Energy, um, an entity known as Secure Space for truck parking, and also Savage Services, among others. Um, but this is the first um, agreement that we have with another port, and especially along the West Coast that um, many know there's a lot of congestion along the West Coast. And this is the first step in establishing Utah as a transformational location in trade logistics and shifting trade patterns in the Western United States. The goal of this agreement really is to create efficiency in the system and is really focused on three main areas. Um, one is reducing congestion, as I mentioned earlier, on the West Coast, which in turn reduces costs for our shippers, but ultimately costs uh, for all of us. Um, second, optimizing infrastructure on and near dock, and in the long term, really building out the corridor uh, between the West Coast and uh, Utah. And three, improving velocity of throughput to and from Utah. Ultimately, partnerships like this create connections within the logistics system that begin to open up the state of Utah really to optimize um, imports, but also increasing our exporting um, capacity. Yeah, so important. And I uh, I love the fact that part of this, of course, the Port of Oakland uh, is a lot of the big containerized cargo, you know, big things that we think about when we think of that shipping and trade coming in. Uh, and so that's a, a great thing. And I also love that uh, part of this agreement uh, is also an environmental commitment uh, as well. Tell us about that. Yeah. Um, so uh, 
I think from the the very beginning, um, some of our some of your listeners um, might be aware that um, the Port Authority has really been committed to next generation uh, logistics, um, including investments in innovative and new technologies. Um, and this just um, continues that, that commitment. Um, we are working with Utah State University and the Aspire Center on electrification. Um, this uh, collaboration is also in conjunction with Rocky Mountain Power um, and their EV charging. We also have um, commitments with Dominion Energy and their LNG and RNG. Um, and all of this is looking to long-term sustainable solutions um, for the state, um, connecting logistics uh, to and from the West Coast, um, but also really looking here um, at Utah and um, um, for our air quality um, solutions here. Uh, so it's so vital that we uh, move all of those things through. And again, as we look at Utah being this really interesting hub and this this great uh, economy rolling along, what does this mean uh, in terms of the the state overall? I know this is not just a uh, Salt Lake City issue. It, uh, there are impacts that will uh, deal with our uh, our rural communities as well. Absolutely. Um, the the Port Authority really does look at um, a, a, a systems. We're taking a systems approach that is looking um, at, at statewide. And really, if we look at the purpose of the Port Authority, we are laying a foundation, really building out key infrastructure and making strategic investment, investments, excuse me, in places and projects that really have benefits um, beyond um, immediate returns. Um, and when I say that, um, don't don't take it wrong. We really look for business cases. We want it. We want returns. But the thing about the the port authority is that we look also at externalities that private investors um, may not be able to pencil. But if the state and the port authority can look. To add investments in projects um, where we're helping um, at, to advance the flow and velocity. Um, what we the questions we ask is what will be those ripple effects? How can we get a project maybe unstuck that keep goods moving and flowing across our state? And those are things that we look at holistically and across the system. And that takes a systems approach. And so um, we look statewide, we look for strategic and surgical investments where we, when we put our dollars in, it makes a, a much bigger and broader um, impact across our state. Yeah. If you're just joining us, we have the Inland Port Authority Chief Operating Officer uh, Jill Flygares joining us. And again, a great announcement today, a big deal uh, with the Port of Oakland. Uh, this is an important piece of the puzzle, I think, as the inland port uh, continues to, to move forward. And it will have impact uh, on uh, so many of us and really the, the flow of goods and services uh, and ultimately what those price points are for those goods and services that are flowing through. And uh, just a, a final thought, Jill, in terms of uh, kind of the average citizen that's out there that probably isn't following the inland port as uh, as close as the as some of us who've been watching all the moves take place here. Uh, what's the impact going to be in uh, the typical uh, person's life? 
That, that's a really good question. Um, I, I would say that, that ultimately, um, as we begin um, working with, um, with our, our sister ports on the, the West Coast, and um, we are able to, to make these agreements and, again, begin to reduce the congestion, optimize the infrastructure, and improve the velocity and throughput, um, we will begin to reduce the cost. Um, we can um, um, increase the, the capacity um, here within the state of Utah um, and, and increase the exporting out of our state. Um, and again, ultimately, that is uh, a, a win for the state of Utah because costs begin to come down. Yeah. Fantastic. Jill Flagger, again, Chief Operating Officer, Utah Inland Port Authority. Big deal today. Deal with the Port of Oakland, uh, including some of the environmental components to that and making sure that this is done uh, and done in an environmentally responsible way, as in addition to being strategic and uh, really delivering bef- benefits to the regions and, and to the citizens as well. Jill, thanks for joining us today. Boy, thank you. I appreciate it. You bet. And uh, again, I think this is a one more of those important pieces of the puzzle in terms of uh, Utah being a crossroads to the world. Uh, this really does get the import-export component of Utah strategically in place. And I know it's when there's been some uh, debate and there's been some uh, loud arguments uh, for and against and uh, some dust-ups in terms of some of the hearings and meetings and so on. But this is something that uh, done properly uh, will be good for the citizens of the state of Utah. I think it'll be good for the country as it really does set Utah in this critical space uh, in terms of being able to be this international hub, uh, which is just really fascinating to think about it. But this, uh, again, agreement uh, announced today with the Port of Oakland, and uh, that we'll continue to follow that uh, as we move along today. As we round out uh, hour number one of the program, uh, you want to stay with us. Coming up in hour number two, We're going to focus, uh, is part of our focus on Mental Health Awareness Month, a fascinating study that just came out today. New study from BYU uh, shows people going through medical treatments have a 29% better chance of survival if they have social support. We're going to talk about what that means, what that is, uh, how it impacts all of us coming up here in hour number two much more to come on the expanded inside editions here on ksl news radio i'm boyd matheson stay with us much more to come i'm dave Colley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast cold Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.